When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is a distinct pleasure of the management to present you the evening star attraction. Here we are, back after an exclusive two-year tour as a serious disagreement from Sydney, Australia, the physical media show on an omission from VOD, starring Finding Drago and Total Reboot's Alexi Toliopoulos. And One Heat Minute and Zodiac Chronicles, Blake Howard, that's me, the blue. Brothers. The Blues Brothers. Oh, Lex, this episode, we are still over with our friends at Umbrella Entertainment. This time we're on their bespoke Beyond Genres label, which truly is one of the most beautifully batshit labels we've ever seen Mm -hmm. out of any local or international distributor based on the both critical um, and cult uh, status of the films that are appearing on there. Today is one of my most anticipated conversations selfishly um, about one of their films. We're going to be talking two mm. films. The second film we're going to be talking about is vastly more well-known. It is a movie that shook up Cannes Film Festival. It is a movie that basically shook up American independent cinema. Uh, it was, shall we say, very confronting. Shall we mm-hmm. say... Uh, very influential, shall we say, also extremely titillating and vastly disturbing. It is David Cronenberg's 1996 crash. But before we watch, uh, before you guys listen to us at 100 miles an hour, as David Cronenberg (laughs) has instructed people to enjoy his film, you're going to listen to us at 100 miles an hour talking all about crash. We're going to talk about another film. First up, we're going to talk about a 1975 Valerian Borosic film, which is a French film originally titled La Bête. This movie in Australian is called The Beast. And let me just take a quick break. You guys will hear the trailer and then we'll come back with the synopses and Alexi's take on this. head of a failing French family thinks that fate has smiled down on, on him when a daughter of a wealthy man agrees to be married to his weirdo son. The daughter and her aunt travel to this beautiful French chateau out in the countryside to meet the family. And when they arrive there, they believe there's an apocryphal tale about a beast that lives in the woods and a famed maiden long past who was assaulted by this beast. But 
there may be something real and material about this sort of dark, uh, sort of bloody chamber, Angela Carter-esque fairy tale. This is truly a movie that I watched and I couldn't believe what mm-hmm. I was seeing. I did not read a synopsis. I did not even look at the back of the disc. Sometimes I, I relish that opportunity with some of the things that we review. I just was like, I've never heard of this. The cover looks rad. I'm throwing it in. I'm sure I'm going to dive into the special features once I watch it. Alexi Toliopoulos. This movie is interesting. <laughs> It's crazy. This is a crazy movie. I'm very, very grateful that this exists in physical form. This feels like the kind of movie that we would never, ever get released in this country in any kind of way. I can't imagine it screening on a freaking projector screen here anywhere in a cinema. Um, This is a dirty little freak, grubby little art house, adjacent, (laughs) softcore, hardcore porno movie. Um, And I really could not, I cannot believe that this is how to release in Australia. It makes me very, very happy that the people at Umbrella have put together such a nice release for an interesting, strange little movie like this that should be discoverable in the physical form. Um, And... They have done the right thing of putting special features of different uh, different sizes and different access points to fully give you some kind of context to this movie. The best among them for me was just a five-minute introduction by critic Peter Bradshaw to right. tell me what the frick I was about to watch. <laughs> uh, I actually watched that after I watched it and I was like... To get that context, I don't know if it would have ruined it. So, like, my mm. advice is... If you're listening to this right now and you have the disc or you are so inclined to be like, oh shit, I'm going to ask you to just like pump the brakes on this episode, get the disc delivered or Mm -hmm. get it at your local store and come home, whack it on uh, and just watch it. Whack it off. Whack it on and then see something get whacked off uh, and Mm -hmm. then come back to the special features because then I was like, what the hell did I just see? And yeah. uh, and I found myself going back through everything that this just had on offer. This movie literally begins with one of the most frightening horse penises I've ever seen in my life. And I think I've been frightened by everyone I've ever seen. Um, it's bizarre. This is a very good-looking movie. Like, it has kind of, like, that great cinematography of the European new waves. There's a little bit of, like, mistiness about it. There's a little bit of, like, a kind of, uh, I would say, an ethereal aura around this movie. Um, and it is interesting to see that be applied to something that's so like weirdly grubby and bestiality infested. So, um, so before we get into too, I... before before we get into too much more, I just have to say this. So, the movie begins, and I apologize about some of the language I'm going to use. The movie begins mm. with a extremely intimidate, intimidating and large, dangling, dribbling horse cock waiting to be shoved into a, a, a an expectant horse vagina. The horse then thrusts and bites his mare, the stud, and then he finishes. And then the cinematographer, Noel Very, sort of holds in such a weird way on like a pulsating horse vagina. And this is in gorgeous 35 millimeter, beautiful crystal HD 
on your screen. And I, from this second onwards, this little, you know, allegorical moment of the thing that we're maybe about to see, like this, you know, very, you know, uh, in inverted commas, natural thing, but just shown in such like explicit visceral terms. I was just like, what am I watching? Like, what is this? What is this movie? And from there, this is the kind of background to the movie that you learn in the special features. The entire contemporary story about this arranged marriage and things happening in the contemporary time was shot around an original short. The short was simply the dream sequences that you see in the movie of this, uh, you know, this uh, past person that's having this vision of being accosted by this beast was made as a really titillating short film that is then packaged around the rest of this story. And we intercut with, you know, the past and the present in the, in the short film to see the, this central dream. And so unfortunately, um, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, uh, can you, can I please ask you Lex to go to your friend's review on letterboxd your friend who had seen the film and reviewed it because I think that their review is going to lead us perfectly into this, which is to say that you get into this film and this new maiden who comes along to marry this man on, you know, the nights, I think, before what's meant to be her wedding, she just starts having exceptionally erotic dreams. And those dreams are back to this time where a woman is basically stripped, assaulted, raped until she begins to enjoy it by a kind of wolf-bear hybrid with who is basically a guy in a costume with a massive working prosthetic dick that, like, dribbles the whole time. And this woman mm-hmm. fucks this bear to death. The review that you've asked me to pull up is from my friend Kai Peregnon, uh, who's a great film writer and exploitation fanatic. And the review is simply, there is just endless bear jizz in this movie. And that's really all I can say. Um, And that's really all I can say as well, is by quoting that, truly strange, truly a strange movie. I can't. I don't know if I've ever come to if I've come to any kind of grips with having seen this movie. I watched and it very late at night, so I feel like I can't tell what was real and what was imagined by me, and I hate to think what I was imagining. <laughs> and also, this girl who's having these erotic dreams, it just then suddenly turns into a camera appraising her, enjoying herself and pleasuring herself mm. in the most full frontal there's no soft core about it Mm. it's as core as you get it's leaning on the hard core and i've just literally never seen anything like it i couldn't believe that it existed i immediately went to my best friend maria who is staying with me at the moment and i said you need to come and watch just like this movie with me and i just took her immediately to you know i did the fast forward to these scenes and i'm like can you believe that a movie like this actually exists um knowing that she's such a horror fanatic a true Mm. expert of everything that is the occult and particularly of lycanthropy and werewolves as an author of Mm -hmm. like now almost eight books in a series that features werewolves um and i was just like can you believe that this exists and she couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it and uh had she ever heard of this before Never heard of it. Never come across it because it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a werewolf. Like it's not a werewolf story. It's Mm. more like a monster story. And so, yeah, yeah, uh, I got to introduce her to it and uh, I just couldn't believe it. It's one of the most dangerous movies to pause. And she's still your best friend? (laughs) That's uh, that's, uh, to be be debated another time. Um, (laughs) All I would say is 
it has to be seen to be believed. If anything we've said has titillated, mm. interested you, uh, if I can see some more letterbox ratings after this uh, episode, um, please tag hashtag the Blues Brothers in there. We'll find yeah. them. I'm going to stalk the letterbox of this site. Um, it's it's a wild movie. I don't even understand that it exists. If you have a young family, yeah. as I do, it is not a movie that can be paused really at separate any moment. Room. Separate mm-hmm. room, post bedtime. Uh, warn your wife. Rent as well. an Airbnb to watch this movie. I'd say if you were like Blake and have a family. It's really one of those ones. Uh, I honestly can't believe that it exists. I hope if you see it, you enjoy it. It's a wild, wild, wild release. And uh, beyond genres. Yeah. And again, yes, that is a freaking entendre, him calling it a wild release, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's get our, let's get ourselves, let's wade out of this badges. Uh, let's take mm-hmm. a quick break and let's dive back in to... Truly one of the most influential in American independent uh, films, really, of all time. In a society driven to extremes, two people met by accident. Were you badly hurt? I think we saw each other at the hospital. You haven't told me where we're going. I haven't. James Ballard has been seduced into a secret world. The car crash is a liberation of sexual energy. Where the only way to connect is to crash. That's the future, Ballard. It's something we are all intimately involved in. Why are the police taking this so seriously? They have no idea who we really are. Now, they'll do anything. Describe it to me. To feed their obsession. Is there something here that interests you? This interests me. From the provocative bestseller by J.G. Ballard comes a film directed by David Cronenberg. James Spader, Holly Hunter, Elias Coteus, Deborah Cara Unger, and Rosanna Arquette. We are talking about David Cronenberg's crash. There is a new 4K restoration from the last couple of years that has now finally been released in Australia on a wonderful high-definition transfer. It is... David Cronenberg's crash on the Beyond Genres label from Umbrella Entertainment. Blake, you had a chance to check out this one. Uh, was this your first time hopping into the driver's seat with this David Cronenberg classic? It was. I'm, uh, you know, it's strange to say, but like, I feel like when I look at the the Cronenberg oeuvre, mm. I've of course done f- The Fly yeah. and I've of course done Scanners. Um, and of course, have you done Videodrome? Uh, yes, Videodrome Drome is another one that's on that list. But there are a bunch of others that I hadn't seen and Crash Squarely was one of them. I feel like the Cronenbergs that I've gone back to so frequently because I just think both of them are so masterful is Eastern mm. Promises and A History of Violence. Yeah. I'm a big Eastern Promises Eastern guy. Promises. I, like, it was... The, it's one of my favorite games. Mor- I'm doing the Vigo Mortensen yeah. neck thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 
I love Eastern Promises so much. So I've found myself like in the more contemporary mm. bent of the the Cronenberg, you know, entire suite of work. I just I love 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 that movie so much. And so I've uh, and it was always on my list, but I just hadn't had a chance mm. to watch it yet. Um, if you've never heard a leak about what Crash is about, basically. Uh, a character after getting into a really serious um, uh, car accident who works in television is introduced to this kind of weird kink subgenre of people who've been in life-threatening accidents that begin to only feel that sort of heightened sensation and that ability to feel sexual pleasure when their lives are in incredible danger or they're adjacent to incredible dangers that are involving car crashes. And so it starts out as this thing where you've got this incredibly, you know, openly, uh, you know, uh, uh, fluidly sexual couple who are involved. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold with numerous people i guess today we would call it polyamory essentially but like back then it was just like swinging um same 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 but different sort of thing um but once he has this crash it drastically changes his life and he's introduced to this whole group of different people that are around it stars james spader and holly hunter and one my guy elias codius and rosanna arquette and deborah cara unger love elias codius oh my god he's so good so good um but yeah so it was my first time watching it and you know, I remember, I remember texting you being like, I'm actually, you know, finally closing this massive blind spot in my life, mm. um, which is crash. And, and ironically, it, if you were to check your blind spots earlier, you might not have crashed at all. <laughs> I might not have crashed at all. Exactly. Um, it's, it's so, such an, it like, I think right now in like 2020, you know, beyond 2020, uh, and even like in the latter part of the 2010s, that whole concept of like millennial malaise, like people getting to a certain point of their lives and going, what the hell am I doing with myself um, is there. And I feel like in the nineties, that like prosperity at the end of the nineties, you know, the world, you know, the entire world was going to be different. We we're going to be more lib, you know, we we're going to be more liberal with our values and progressive and all that sort of stuff. And I feel like there's still this yawn, like this yearning that, that Cronenberg captures in this movie of like people who are just listless and trying to find meaning and meaning for some of these people is sex. And then the next extremity is that then what happens if sex stops even having a value to you? And so it's a fascinating movie. I was just completely blown away with how confronting it was and how mm. real, like it, how, I don't know, like tangible the emotions around it were. Um, and just how empty and vacant everyone felt. It was just like, so it was really sad. Like the longer I think about it, the sadder I feel for the characters because I'm just like, 
there doesn't seem to be fulfillment on the horizon for these people that are involved in yeah. this. And, and yeah. so in, in the more that I watched it, I was like, I don't know if these people are ever going to be fulfilled. And the more that I thought about it, I was like sad, but it's just an incredible and, um, uh, confronting and it's it's an agitator of a movie like it wants to you i don't think you can passively view crash like there's no passive viewing ever you're just going to be like i hate it or i love it or i don't like or or it puts you in a space that's really deeply uncomfortable you're not sure how to feel but i i was so grateful to see it and you know unfortunately like deborah kara unger feels like an actor that hasn't nearly gotten the amount of interesting roles that she deserves. You know, mm. she's in Hurricane. She's in a terrific movie called yeah. The Way um, with Martin Sheen, directed by Emilio Estevez, which she's great in. Mm. But, um, God, she is just, like, everyone in this movie is so wonderful, but I just found myself, like, Deborah Kara Unger is so amazing. Elias Codius, obviously my guy from Zodiac, um, and, uh, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Casey Jones. Uh, for, uh, I love him as, as Casey a, Jones. <laughs> so funny as Casey Jones. Um, but yeah, I just, another I, role that I love him as is uh, the American remake "Let Me In," the remake of yes, "Let the Right One In" yes. as the detective. I think he's freaking great in that movie. Terrific in that movie. Yeah, real anchor of that whole movie working is his character. But yeah, I just I don't know. This is a really hard. Um, really hard movie to describe um, simply because you feel like I need to I need to pad out I need to like mm. I need to ruminate on it more but I do love your review um, which is huge motivation for me to finally get my license uh, it's a true and 10 out of 10 review from you and I'll tell you what still haven't got my license <laughs> didn't actually come any closer after watching that movie I hadn't seen this movie before until last year when I picked up the Arrow 4K release because um, I'm a big Cronenberg fan. It was like mm. one of the last big blind spots in his filmography for me because there hadn't been a release uh, of any kind of... It was a very hard-to-watch movie, hard-to-find. Yes. Maybe we had it on DVD at the store that I worked at like 10 years ago. But I wasn't ready to watch it when I was like freaking teenager, <laughs> if I'm completely honest. But that's when I discovered his work was I remember Eastern Promises coming out. I really wanted to see it in the cinema, but I was under 18, so I couldn't go. And then when I started working at the video store, it was a three-night hire. And it was a movie that I got out on my very first shift at the video store because Amazing. I was finally able, as a 16-year-old, to rent like an R18 movie if my manager would let it out to me. <laughs> and so it was the first one I like properly rented out and saw. I loved it. And I fell in love with Cronenberg's work. And it was an interesting exploration to go from like what is kind of like it's only a slightly off kilter gangster movie to then be going through body horror and like these weird, weird films that blend so many different genres. That's why I think crash is like a perfect entry in this label of beyond genres. And I'm very glad that's finally got like a good, easy access Australian release that people can just go and pick up from the store. Um, I really, really like this movie. I give it a high recommendation to almost anyone I think could enjoy this movie. I know it's like a weird, harsh film that involves like so much crazy body horror, but I genuinely think it is one of the more accessible Cronenberg high end of the body horror spectrum films. Like I think most people if you're in a right mindset could have an actual blast with this movie. Yeah. I, I think there's so much that you can get away with 
that's a weird thing to say, but it's like a movie with like really attractive people, mm. especially at the beginning, like the titillating sort of James Spader, Deborah Cara Unger, and then yeah. like Holly Hunter. That, and that, you know it's got Spader in it. You know he's a fucking freak in there. Oh, movies, my God. Of course. He's the a guy's fr- got the weirdest freaky sex filmography. It, it, so you just know like... Freaky sex movie, it might be about like malaise and longing and around mm. like finding a place in your world and like the weird niches we find ourselves in, like a real pre-internet, like internet weird niche mm. people movie. And you just, there's, you can have plenty of time for it. It's just like, oh, like, wait, a stack of like super weird, cr- like crazy attractive people having sex in a movie and like having all this like, and weird sexual stuff being around that and weird people. It's like, even if you were like really detached, it would always be interesting to watch. I think this movie though, for the people who are like really find it can key into that, like longing and that dissatisfaction. And you can like, it's, it it might haunt you as it has for me since I've only so recently watched it and be like, yeah, I could totally watch that again with like new eyes that like I'm, I'm Mm. now really in the world and really around these people because it is like overwhelming the first time you watch it. You're just like, holy shit. What did I just watch? Like, what did I just watch? And I already have my license. Yeah, it is freaking cool. Like, I really like this movie. I, I think it's freaking great. Um, I want more people to check it out now that they finally can here in Australia. Honestly, guys, check out Crash. It's one of the more effed up movies that you can see easily now. And great interviews from 2020 with mm-hmm. Peter Shuzitsky, uh, uh Jeremy Thomas, um, who is like the director, um, who's another filmmaker, Howard Shaw and Peter Shuzitsky both worked on the movie. Howard Shaw, obviously mm-hmm. a great composer and Shuzitsky is a famous, uh, famous cinematographer. So those guys working together and then casting director Deidre Bowen. Also really funny about like the right people for this movie mm-hmm. and like her talking about like the looks of the people, how game they had to be, how all those sorts of things. And so, I think it also has one of the, like, the low-key best, like, game for this kind of shit cast mm. of all time. Like, Holly Hunter, yes. Fresh Off the Piano, James Spader, weird freaky sex resume. Elias mm-hmm. Codius, like, low-key, fantastic, phenomenal pick. Like, freak, yeah. freak, freak. Like, this is as closest to his real personality, I'm sure. But it's mm. it just... To- and, like, obviously, you can't have a weird freaky sex movie without one of the Arquette siblings, and this time it's Rosanna. Yeah. Um, so oh, she's so awesome in this movie. She totally rules. It is such a strange uh, and great experience. And, yeah, the fact that it's out, I'm like, oh, if you are a Cronenberg fan, or especially late Cronenberg, you love Eastern Promises, and you love that sort of stuff, this is... And you've never seen it, especially like anyone who's never seen it, like please reach out on socials and say like you watched it the first time after listening. But if you love this movie, you're going to love, love, love getting this like great high def transfer, great features. Um, And another cool intro from Cronenberg himself, like, like calling us on FaceTime from his Tesla saying that like he joked uh, at the 1996 Cannes Film Festival that the way to watch this movie best would be going down a freeway at a hundred miles an hour. And he's like, now actually in my Tesla, I could probably put a video file of crash on and watch it at a hundred miles an hour driving down the freeway. And I'm like, can someone make a documentary about that? Like, can we do a director's commentary live from his Tesla while he's driving down the freeway at a hundred miles an hour? Let's go. God, good excuse for another release. (laughs) I'm going to say something controversial. So I bought this last year when it was released by Arrow on 4K. So with the Mm. 4K UHD, got in front of me now. It's a very lush box. It's in that hard, rigid box. It's got a thick-ass little booklet with it. It's got a poster with it. Um, It's got way more special features 
But I think I would actually recommend this version more uh, that we're talking about here today, the Beyond Genres, because the price point is freaking great. And if you yes. get it in like a JB Hi-Fi sale, often these ones get like bundled in with like two for 30 or something like that. Plus like whatever discount you get, like when there's a 20% off or a 30% off, the price point is unreal for an Australian release um, of these films uh, from the Beyond Genres label. So sometimes um, those 4Ks are criminally prohibitive. They're like, they, the yes. price ends up being like 80 to 100 Australian dollars like 30 when you're importing you them yeah i think i spent like 60 bucks on this i think yeah. i spent 60 bucks on it and i don't regret it because i love cronenberg i finally got this movie got it in a nice edition it looks great but i actually would put my weight behind the beyond genres because unless you're like a true cronenberg fanatic you don't need all of those bonus features that you're never going to watch or get mm. to. There's a couple of short films on there, but um, I do think like this has got like great special features uh, of like long interviews and discussions with key creatives in the film. Um, I think that this is like truly the one to go for, and I love the art on this Beyond the Genres is, piece. As the well. art on Beyond Genres is unreal because the the original theatrical poster. No offense, but like it's kind of boring. It's Holly it's Hunter. Boring. It's Holly Hunter straddling James uh, Spader in a car, and that's the cover mm -hmm. that's on the 4K release that I know that you've got. And on this one, yeah, the Beyond Genres one is this like epic sort of cartoon, and it's also raised with embossed blood mm, like, i like that embossed it, the the embossed blood so it shines and shimmers um as you look at it and it's obviously on the kind of beyond genres you know static you know mostly black bold um covers that yeah, you guys might card. yeah really good um but yeah the, and also coming up as well um yeah on another beyond genres that we're going to be talking about soon guillermo del toro's pan's labyrinth is getting a mm. big aussie blue release there are definitely people out there who've invested in like there was a triple box set that came out with Criterion mm -hmm. and things like that. I that, do own that. Yeah, I do own I, that I, one. I know, I know you do. Um, uh, and, but it's again on that price point of getting this HD thing that's mm -hmm. definitely going to have new intros and features and probably a stack of those original features that it's are there. It's pretty too. loaded as well. That yeah. beyond genres release. Yeah. It's a bit of a Criterion killer in my opinion, <laughs> this, this new release. Very, very great. Well, look, Guys, thank you for listening to um, hopefully what was elevated from uh, the bear jeers into, um, you know, just uh, sex kinks in the 90s uh, surrounded by violence, blood, and, uh, you know, is scar tissue um, of David Cronenberg's crash. Thank you for listening to the Blues Brothers again. Lex and I are going to keep bringing you these shows on either our main feed on Monomina Productions or our special feed for Imprint Films at Imprint Companion. So listen out to both there, but trust me, the Imprint Companions will be in the Blues Brothers feed on One Eight Minute Productions. Lex, is there anything for you to plug, my friend? Two things. One of them, I'm going to plug an upcoming Beyond Genres release that I only found out about like two days ago. You. Uh, they're releasing Heavy Metal, the animated cartoon oh, movie. amazing. And it also contains an air freshener for your car in it. So <laughs> I'm very excited. I think that ties well in with the crash release that there's an air freshener in the Heavy Metal release. Uh, but also, I've got a podcast I'd like to plug, a brand new show that Jen Fricker and I are working on and hosting for Netflix Australia New Zealand. It's called Lived It. It's a fun new way that I'm very excited about uh, where we talk about the new release TV shows and movies 
movies on Netflix that everyone else is banging on about. But we found a new way to talk about them. We find people who have great yarns that relate in some way thematically with the chosen movie or TV show of the week. Um, it's a really fun podcast that I'm really excited about making. Uh, so check it out. It's called Lived It. You can get it on your podcast feeds wherever you download those shows. Blake, what have you got that you want to point the listeners towards? Uh, the big one I want to plug at the moment is our great show, Miami Nice, which is on the One Heat Minute Productions feed. At the moment, it has been such a terrific and tremendous outpouring of behind-the-scenes creatives and insiders in the Michael Mann universe and orbit that have been willing to come onto the show. They've seen that it's this big horny campfire for that movie and for everything that is Michael Mann and so this mo- some of the most recent episodes are like sound designer Elliot Koretz who worked on the original pilot of Miami Vice all the way to Miami Vice 2006 we had um, uh, Jaffet uh, Jaffet Gordon, who was Colin Farrell's assistant um, on the Miami Crazy Vice set, dude. who had some of the craziest behind-the-scenes stories you've ever heard. Some of it was actually uh, omitted from the show for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. that we were trying to protect our guests. And the great Justin Lieberman, who was an assistant at Forward Pass uh, from before Collateral um, uh, all the way through to Miami Vice, um, which is absolutely amazing conversation. Just a, like a great, you know, uh, out of towner like living his dream in Hollywood uh, story like making something of your life amazing story so Miami Nice continues to be that great little spot there but that's what I want to plug um, guys can't thank you enough uh, for, for listening to everything that we do over here at the Blues Brothers um, hit us up on socials if you've got anything physical that you want to talk about um, or you want to check out with us that we are up to um, but we'll catch you on another episode very very soon Hi, this is Blake Howard, host and producer of One Heat Minute Productions podcast. We dive into the great and underappreciated cinematic works, often one minute or one scene at a time. Our crew of guests are some of the most wonderful filmmakers, writers, authors, and critics ever assembled. Our shows include One Heat Minute, Josie and the Podcats, All the President's Minutes, Increment Vice, and right now, Zodiac Chronicle. Check out oneheatminute.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts.